And Cole gets another good righty and another right by Cole, a left by Cole this time. Tipped in front by Mika Rantanen. He shoots and scars. Nathan McKinnon. Cole J.T. Comfer. 877 goes now. Gabriel Landeskog. Collective hugs. 29 and 92. Save me by Grubauer. Move over, Picasso. This piece of art is by McKinnon. My goodness gracious. Welcome into the BSN Avalanche podcast presented by The Green Solution. Visit any one of their 17 Colorado locations or browse their entire inventory online at mygreensolution.com. Reserve products online and pick up at your local TGS Express checkout. You'll be in and out in minutes, and you can use code BSN20 for 20% off your entire purchase. Not only is it a Friday episode today, but it is the first episode of the season where we have something to talk about on the ice as it was Rookie Camp Day. I'm Nathan Rudolph. With me, as always, is AJ Hayfley. And joining us once again is Dario Ronzoni. I think I was close enough on the name. Sorry if I messed it up, Dario. How are you two doing? Are you as excited as I am that something actually happened on the ice today? Hell yeah. And you nailed it again. It's Ronzoni. All right. Haven't messed up a name to someone that I actually have to talk to yet. So we're doing well. (laughs) No, it's great to be... uh... Back in an ice rink, smell the ice, see uh, see everyone kind of getting uh, all fired up, watching the uh, the NHL guys walk in to do their captain skate, and then yeah, it was really uh, it was nice to uh, summer is over. I'm ready for hockey season. There's no question. Good to hear it, AJ. Your thoughts? Yeah, it was uh, it was Christmas morning and. <laughs> Waking up this morning, I woke up at like 7 a.m. and I was like, oh, I really need to go back to sleep because I'm, this is going to be a super long day. Like I need, I need that extra like hour and a half of sleep. And so, but I was just like, oh my God, oh my God, oh my God, oh my God, oh my God. But I went back to sleep for a bit and then got up and then was like, all right, it's time. So it was, uh, it was so awesome. And then of course we get there and it's like half an hour of goalie drills. Yeah. And everybody's (laughs) like, what's going on here? (laughs) Didn't even start till like 10 really. Yeah. And uh, then they got, they all came out at one time. It was like this wave of dudes just came out onto the ice and you're like, oh, so we're not going to do the slow drip to figure out who everyone is, huh? No, it was, it was go time. But before we get there, and I promise this won't be long. Before they even came out on the ice, we found out Joe Thornton signed with San Jose, $2 million for one year. And then on the other end, Jake Gardner signed with Carolina for four years at basically $4 million per year. Quick thoughts on, on those contracts and especially the Gardner one because he was really the last kind of big free agent piece. It's a great great get for Carolina. You know, they traded Calvin DeHaan this summer and they kind of went out and got a different player, but kind of recreated the Calvin DeHaan contract uh, that they signed last summer. And, you know, I'm, I would like to change my pick from Philadelphia to Carolina. You like like my (laughs) pick now, don't you? Yeah. Yeah. I was like, uh, I saw, I was like, nah, that's too good of a defense now. Yeah. That defense is solid. 
It's just way too good. I mean, Pesci and Hamilton on the right side with Falk is like your third pairing guy. And then, uh, you know, you have you have Slavin and, and Gardner now on your left side. It's just whatever. Not so bad. All right, we see you. I just, I mean, only four mil. He, he had to have had offers that were, you know, at least a little bit better than that. So, you know. Obviously, he wanted to go to a place where uh, he could compete, and I don't know if he wanted to stick it back to Toronto or whatever by going over there, but that's um, uh, that's a uh, big get for Carolina and at a really reasonable cost, I think. Yeah, yeah. I mean, the price, the, you know, $4 million is fine. The big thing for, I think, for Gardner was probably four years that, you know, there were a lot of, uh, a lot of teams that probably wanted to give him a one or a two year deal. I think Colorado had probably uh, explored that option with him. And, you know, for him, if you can get a four year deal, maybe you give up a little bit of money, but you get, uh, you get some security, some long-term security. That's, I mean, good for him as a, right. as a player. That's what you're after, right? Yeah. Yeah. It's just interesting that he kind of went the opposite route and waited all the way through the off season to to end up yeah, where he did. Definitely, that definitely that part of the story is definitely uh, peculiar. That you know, I, I how long how long was this offer sitting there? You know, right? Was this in there on July one, and he just sat on it, or yeah, yeah? And I'm not surprised about Thornton going back to San Jose. I mean, the only thing yeah. that I'm surprised with Thornton was that he actually went back well, a couple years ago when they stripped the captaincy from him and gave it to Pavelski who's gone now and it's just really yeah, weird that he's just kind of you know put his uh, head down and kept uh, kept playing despite uh, you know that uh, that removal of the captaincy I always thought that was really weird and awkward for him and everybody involved and it's just interesting that he's always stayed he does have two young kids to be fair usually it players like to stay where they're at when they do have family and stuff involved. That's true. But I mean, at at this point in his career, it feels like he's a shark or nothing, right? Yeah. Yeah. A little bit interesting that there were no bonuses on this deal. It's, it's flat two mil for him. Yeah. You know, so, that guy's made a hundred million dollars in his yeah, career. Right. <laughs> he's doing just fine. Yeah. Like that's one where it's just whatever. Like, and for for a one year deal, who cares about that the, the the structure of it? It's not like they can buy you out and screw you on the back end of it. It's a one year deal. You're getting paid. You're good. Well, he is the magic forty years old now, so maybe they can have the win it for Joe strategy in San Jose or something. Oh jeez. <laughs> <laughs> All right. All right, enough of the non-AVs talk. Let's get into it. We were on the ice. We saw a lot of things. We'll get into the rookies in a second. Off the top, Ian Cole was skating today. That surprised me. Surprised you guys as well? Or do you think this is relatively on track for him? Uh, I was shocked. Yeah, yeah. I'm shocked. I, I, when they said that he has a December time frame, I'm like, oh, man, that guy is going to be in crutches until the beginning of the season. Then he's slowly going to get back. And I, yeah, I know. I, I'm floored, honestly. Right. It's I didn't even think it was him at first. I was like, oh, someone's wearing 28. There's no way that's Cole because he's shaved, too. So he's completely clean shaven. 
yeah, everything about it was weird, man. Uh, just seeing him out there and all right. I mean, don't know if the December timeline is still true. What it is, yeah. <laughs> uh, but seeing him out there certainly makes you feel like, all right, this is like September 6th. Like, this is not late September right. when he's, you know, maybe he's just getting back out on the ice. Uh, but but even then, you know, December is still That's a month of skating before the season starts. Yeah, man. it's still I mean, we still have three months to go to get to that December timeline. Right. And on the other side of that coin, there are a bunch of defensemen still here. So if Cole is ready to go, those defensemen got to go somewhere as well, including your hot take, AJ, of Connor Timmons, who was honestly the best defenseman on the ice for the rookies today, if you ask me. Uh, you know, there's really only two defensemen in this out of the right. nine. He outdid Bowen Byram today, is how I should put that. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it's a great point, honestly. It was just Byram that he had to look better than because all these other guys are AHL contracts or ATOs or whatever. And uh, they they did it. Um, Tim and Timmons just looked totally on a different level from the rest of the yeah. defensemen. He was just money. Every single drill, whether it was passing the puck along the blue line or, or walking in and shooting, he looked ready to play hockey. Well, you've discussed it on this podcast in the past that, you know, <clears throat> certain guys know how to deliver a puck. And every puck, for the most part, that Timmons delivers to someone is on the tape and the puck just falls flat. It's just so solid. And he does himself so many favors with the way he makes a pass. Um, and then um, I guess we'll talk about it a little bit later. But when they got into some more gamey kind of situations, you could see him and Byram, you know, it really clicked. They both looked, I thought they both looked pretty good. And they did. Byram was solid. I just thought Timmons was the better of the two. Well, he yeah, was I thought the, there first... was the, the polish was there. I really right. liked um, it. Just It just looked more advanced. And the other thing about Timmons that I was noticing, for every drill, for the beginning of every um, session, he was always front of the line. He was, and that guy is fired up. He is ready to go. He was volunteering to do every drill first. I mean, that guy is probably so sick of doing drills, but he was super excited. You could tell, and he was, uh, uh, you know, he's he he was showing leadership by doing the very first breakout of every drill. I thought. Well, and he knows he's got to get it in. He's got to go play his first real game in forever tomorrow. So, right. Hey, and before we get to like too into today, uh, I mean, it looked like there were a million kids on the ice today. I don't know exactly how many rookies took the ice, but there was a ton. But it's um, you know, I was always daydreaming before this last draft that we could have up to five first round draft picks. In um, in rookie camp, and we have what uh, one two we had three right, three. and then right and so yeah. Newhook is off to college, um, but the real remarkable thing about this rookie camp, which it's, is that Kale McCarr is not here at this rookie camp. Yeah, he is a rookie that is not at rookie camp, and in fact. The kid is over doing NHL media day, which is typically like captains and, you know, you know, all-star players. Yeah. That McKinnon it, did it last year, for example. Right. Yeah. And then I think the year before it was Landis Gog. Um, 
And uh, it, it just cracks me up because, you know, all the interview questions are set and they're asking him, well, who's the toughest player you ever played against? And he's telling them, well, I've only played two NHL teams. I don't know. You know, and I've only played 10 games in the playoffs. And so when we're looking at the depth of all these rookies and everything that the Avalanche have coming up, it's just remarkable that we have an actual rookie that's going to play next year in the NHL that is already well beyond just a rookie camp. Yeah, he's not only is he going to play on opening night for his first regular season game, he won't even be able to drink yet. So I think that's a good time to acknowledge Breckenridge Brewery, the official beer of BSN Denver. Breckenridge is the original Colorado beer established in 1990 in Breckenridge, Colorado. I'm sure you've heard of a number of their beers from us at this point, whether it's the Vanilla Porter, the Oatmeal Stout, or the Colorado Core. All of their beers, I really cannot recommend enough. I, I've tried pretty much all of them since I've started coming on this podcast, and I have yet to find one that I don't like. So really, any of them will work, but particularly the Strawberry Sky. It's that lighthearted Kolsch ale that everyone has been looking for. As we're finally getting out of summer here, it still tastes delicious when it's cool out. Trust me, it's good stuff. So you can look for the Strawberry Sky at your local liquor store or any of the other beers I just mentioned. And make sure you also keep an eye out for our Breckenridge event calendar on bsndenver.com. We will have the Avs watch parties on there once we get into the season and going. So RSVP and come out and drink a few Breck beers with us. All right. A couple more touches on this segment. We've talked about Makar. We've talked about Timmons. Byram, initial thoughts on this on this day of camp. I know it's not much. He looked solid. He didn't totally blow me away either, though. Byram and the drill stuff, and even um, at like the uh, summer development camp, there's nothing that looks super crazy special there. Yeah. But where I noticed where he really came off the page for me is when they started doing the five-on-five transition stuff. And he was holding the blue line, and he you could see his brain just switched into this extra gear. And his feet, I was watching his feet on the blue line, he was mirroring the, the, the puck positioning and anticipating where it could possibly pop out. And then uh, he made a couple of uh, things you don't see from real young defensemen where he would layer, he would – jump up in the play a little bit and let a, and let a, a forward uh, go high. Usually you don't see that, especially in rookie camps. So for me, I thought he did some subtle things that were special. Um, he doesn't, he's not a great drill guy. I, I, don't, I, I don't know how many times I've seen this over the years with these camps and training camps. So some guys are great in drills and some guys are great in game situations. Some are great in both. I don't think Byron's a great drill guy. Not so different from that first year of Makar, eh? Yeah, like Makar, you're right. That first time we saw him, it's like, oh, yeah, you know, I can see something, but I don't see anything super special. But when, you know, when the when the puck drops in a game situation, that kid's just, an, you know, it's a different, different yep. beast. Yep. Yeah, it, he, there was, there were some things that I liked that, that he did, um, Paired up next to Timmons a lot of the time in the, in the drills that they were running. Uh, I I liked a lot of it, but that's a guy like you like you you just mentioned like that's a guy that's going to stand out. Game situations is where he's really going to look like a a different animal entirely because 
the the aggressiveness and the way that he plays defense and the way that he transitions and creates offense. Uh, it's not it's not you're not going to see that in drills. You know where he's got to defend and he's got to do he's got to play within a certain structure. That's never going to be the thing that you watch him do and say, "Wow, boy, that's impressive." Right. I, I think that's a good place to call segment one, because really those are the only two defensemen, as far as the Avs are concerned, that are worth talking about. So we'll we'll call it there and got to pay a few bills here because taking care of your teeth is pretty important, especially if you're a hockey player. This is something you might run into occasionally. Green Mountain Dental is giving away a free Sonicare toothbrush when you schedule a cleaning, x-ray, and exam. That's right. You simply have to take care of your teeth for Green Mountain Dental to hand over a free Sonicare. Check them out today online or call 303-988-0711 to schedule your appointment today. We'll be back in segment two with what could potentially be the top line at the rookie tournament. Second segment of the BSN Avalanche podcast on this glorious day of hockey actually returning to the ice with Nathan, Dario, and AJ. We've talked about the few defensemen that matter. Let's get into the big guns on offense. Avs weren't messing around. They put out Henry. They put out Cout. They put out Bowers all in the same colors, and they had them doing drills together. And let's just say that those that trio was quite fun to watch, wasn't it? <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's their best forward group. By a long shot. <laughs> yeah. And, you know, no, certainly no knock on the other guys, but when you have two first rounders there. Yeah. Like, uh, it should be your best group. <laughs> so, yeah, it was, it, it was, uh, at times, at times super, super encouraging. And then at other times I was just like downright giddy. At, at no point was I anything but excited. You could see them all individually using their skills, but when things started to click together with them, it's like, hang on a minute. There's something here. Yeah. The, the chemistry uh, yeah. that you would see pop up. Okay. That's you're, you're definitely right that it was like, Oh, well, hello there. <laughs> yeah. I think Nick Henry looked really good playing with those guys, especially because, you know, Bowers and Cout, they always like to make that little extra play and, <clears throat> and, Henry just buries everything, you know. Yeah, right. The puck hard, and yeah, accurately, He's and absolutely the trigger man on that line. Yeah, those so. two are happy deferring and making that, like you said, that extra little pass, or or you know, the the kind of play that more uh, straightforward meat and potato players may not make. Uh, right. And he's and he's all about it. He's just like, go, okay. You guys gave me the puck. That means I'm shooting it now. Right. There's there's no. There's there's nothing hidden in Nick Henry's game. It's nope. it's very what you see is what you get all the time. There's no like you know it's not like a like a Byram cerebral kind of uh, practice thing where you're like what makes this guy so special? You know what you see with Nick Henry in a in a in a camp setting. That's the same Nick Henry that you have in a game. I'm good at getting pucks. I'm good at shooting pucks, and that's what I'm gonna do. <laughs> yeah, he shoots the puck as hard as he can every time he shoots it. Which, yep. which is a great sign. That's what that's what pro players need to do. And it, as hard as he can is pretty hard most yeah. of the time. Yeah, so. yeah, he he's a got a he's got a good shot, man. I would say of those guys that we saw at the camp today, he had one of the better shots. Uh, you know, I think Bocage has him beat, but he has a lot of guys beat with that shot. Yeah, that's 
Bocage is only the shot right now. Yeah. Pretty much. Yeah, Sagan's I, shot too is pretty good. I, I like his shot. Who's that? I like Sagan's shot and I also like Oh um, yeah. And um oh heck it's his name is passing me by now. Uh I do like Brandon Sagan a lot and and yeah. that line today I thought was uh it had its moments. And I uh, briefly, as I wandered out of the locker room, I, I told him, you know, I gave him some good luck and said, hey, go score five more goals this weekend. And he laughed and was like, OK, I'll do my best. <laughs> I thought Sajid was the best on, on his line, which was him, Logan O'Connor and Ty Lewis. Yeah, I Lewis flashed a couple of times. Yeah, Ty and, Lewis was the guy I was going to mention. That's it. Yeah. And, and Sajid, I, I did really like as well. Uh, I did not notice Logan O'Connor at all. Yeah, me either, yeah. to be honest. Except when he smiled, because he's got like that big radiant yeah. smile where you can always tell it's him. Uh, I noticed that, but I didn't notice well, anything hockey-related. The thing about O'Connor is he was leading the the practices for the rookies before. the. They're not captain's practices, but O'Connor was leading them. So I expect him to be wearing one of the letters at the rookie tournament for them. I wouldn't be surprised at all by that. Yeah, I would imagine it's probably O'Connor um maybe Cowern Bowers. Yeah. Yeah, I you never know. Maybe. They could give it to one of the older kids as well like Sajin or something like that. Yeah, maybe you know maybe a Lewis just cuz they've been here and right and done this a few times. I don't know, maybe. I, that's not something I'm going to spend any time Yeah, about. not not a big deal. It's yeah. Talking about the day itself of the three on that top line, I think Bowers was probably the least noticeable on the day. Uh, yeah. I would agree. Yeah, I yeah he got the puck a lot. It's just he um, I keep I keep expecting him to flash and do something special, but um, he's just very reliable with what he does. Yeah, that the wow factor definitely is not there on the offensive side. I don't think. I agree. So. Yeah, he's not going to be a guy where you ever, ever watch Shane Bowers and think, wow, that's a really high-end guy, or wow, that's really flashy. You know, it's it's very straightforward, uh, but it's very polished and very intelligent. Right. Exactly. He, he's, he's a guy that you want to see in games, kind of like Byram. You want to see the all-around game uh, in, in an actual competitive game setting, whereas in drills, you know, like solid skater, good size, um, Knows what he always is in the right place, knows what he's doing, you know, does all the right things in a drill, but doesn't have like overwhelming skill in any, at any one thing where you're just going to be like, oh my gosh, like we talk about Bocage and we're like, oh, that shot, you know, and then eventually the conversation gets around to his skating and you're just like, oh boy, you know, with Bowers, there is none of that on either side. You don't get too high or too low about anything because it's all very, he's a jack of all trades all around guy. Exactly. And I think that's the future of his game that he needs to build on is, mm-hmm. is when he's going to go out there, he's the guy that doesn't make any mistakes. You're right. You're like, not going to get a ton out of him offensively necessarily, but you know, you put him out there and he is Mr. Reliable. The the guy that benefited the most from the abs, not taking Alex Turcott and taking Bowen Byron might be Shane Bowers. Right. Straight up because they're the same type of a role player. Obviously Turcotte has much, much higher ceiling, but right. It would have been two C where you would have been looking for a more offensive minded three C. Yeah. Had you gotten a Turcotte? Cause you just have that as like, that's your shutdown guy. 
Exactly. That's your, that's your high, that's your much better skating Ryan O'Reilly type of player. Uh, and with Bowers, you know, that's, that's the guy that I've always kind of compared him to Sean Couturier before Sean Couturier's skill level just blew through the roof and he turned into a 70 point player overnight. But like first couple of years of Couturier's career, 3C gave you 33, 35 points every single year. Really good defensively, really reliable. If that's what they get out of Shane Bowers, it's they're going to be very, very happy with that because that gives them that op- that opens it up for a more offensive-minded second-line center, which they just drafted in Alex Newhook. So all the pieces fit when you put them in uh, on paper. Now it's just a matter of these guys developing and obviously turning into what you hope they do. Right. right. We talked about it a couple shows ago. It, if that works out. All of a sudden, Kadri, which we're talking about as the key piece acquired by the Avs this season, is no longer necessary. Right. In three years, that guy just walks, and you're like, okay, bye. Cool. Like, yeah. Thanks for the time. You know, we got we got what we needed. You're hoping that you get a cup in that time, and, and you know, you really feel good about it. Yep. All right. Martin so, Kout. Kout is just, he's a man now, isn't he? <laughs> yeah. He really is. Uh, he was actually the whole, he was the talk of the media room before I dropped down and sat in the bleachers. Uh, everybody was talking about how he just looks different. You know, I was I was talking to, to Peter McNabb the entire time, really, about his approach. Uh, he doesn't, it's not quite as passive. It's not as, it, it's not as I'll just let the game come to me and, you know, oh, well, I'll just make sure that I can fit in and kind of shy and, it doesn't, it doesn't, you know, to some, it might come off looking a little lazy at times just because he can look disengaged. Uh, today did not none the exact opposite of that. He looked like a guy that was out to prove something. You could see him, especially on the line rush drills. He was powering up the ice and, yeah. and there's some give and take there because it looked like he had to go full bore to keep up with a couple of the guys, but he was keeping up. Well, that's you're gonna he's gonna have to figure out how to go full bore all the time if he wants to make the avalanche, right? And I did talk to him today, and he said he's up to ninety kilograms, which is just shy of two hundred pounds now. So he's put on a good amount of weight this offseason. I was gonna say I, he looked like a thicker man out there, yeah. especially in some of the scrums and that. But you know, with equipment, I can't tell. But he uh, he definitely looks like he's uh, he's thicker, and he looks like you know you know with some seventeen year old rookies, it's. It's um, they're bean poles out there. <laughs> yeah, there's some there's some kids that are just w- you know waiting to put on weight. So he did look like this is definitely his last rookie camp, and he's ready to uh, you know be a full time pro. Well, and that I'm was gonna... last year. You know, he had the conditioning issues over the summer. He didn't get to he didn't get to work out and and put in the full range of things that the Avs would have wanted from him. This summer, he got exit interviews. He got pointed in a sp- very specific direction and said. This, these are the things we need you to work on. We need you to come into camp ready to do X, Y, and Z. And it looks like he spent his entire summer dedicated to that, getting bigger, getting stronger, uh, and and improving his skating. All of those things looked much better today. Right. I I don't have any qualms with what he did today. I really liked they ran some tip plays, and he managed to tip in a couple. And if he can do that on top of things – you're really talking about a baby Landis gog at that point. One of those tips really... in traffic was yeah. picture perfect. Yeah. yeah, he has really good hand-eye coordination. Matter of fact, even kind of at the end of drills, he 
he had wide open, well, he didn't have wide open net, but he had a shot on net and he, and he just, and he hammered it into the boards wide and it bounced out really fast back out. And he just one-timed it right in the top corner and it like <laughs> it was nothing. And that's well, really you know, hard to do. Dude, if he would just put it on net the first time, he could save himself a little bit of trouble, eh? Right, right. <laughs> but it, yeah, no, I, would, I thought that was just kind of a little pre- play that I thought was pretty impressive. Yeah, and he does shoot the puck. He has a pretty heavy shot. Yeah. It's not quite Nick Henry, but that thing's moving. It's It it comes off as heavy the way that goalies and, and defensemen react to it. Where it's yeah, it doesn't feel it. It's not like the it's not like a super quick release or you know like a like a dominating kind of uh you know like a shot where it, you're just like oh my gosh but you see how the other players react to it and yep. you can tell that he puts a lot into it right yeah I think heavy is is the right word for that for sure. Yeah. All right, we'll go ahead and get out of here for the second segment. We got a third segment coming at you with kind of just the other odds and ends throughout. But first, Chad has a fantastic deal for you with Houselift Colorado. If you or your friends are thinking about selling your house, but it's not in tip-top condition, go to houselift.com. They will show you how to maximize your profit. If your house is in need of an upgrade, Houselift can assist in eliminating all the stress of the remodeling process while matching the current trends that buyers most desire. And get this, there are zero upfront costs from you, the homeowner. That's right, you won't pay for any of the upfront costs for the remodel until your house closes. Houselift will handle everything from the contractors to the design while managing these costs. Here's what you need to do. Head to their website or Facebook page, houseliftcolorado.com, and check out the incredible remodels Houselift House Lift has done for homeowners here in the metro area. In past jobs, Houselift has put anywhere from 15 to 60K more in their clients' pockets. Call 303-885-7888 today and find out what Houselift can do for you. Oh yeah, if you hire one of Houselift's preferred realtors, they'll sell your home without charging a listing commission. Third and final segment of the BSN Avalanche podcast, Nathan, Dario, AJ, you know us by now. The biggest story that ended up not being a story of the day, camp invite Nolan Neen was wearing number 69. Nice. But we found out it was just the number given to him by chance. Nothing special behind it. Doug Glatt is now sad. Yeah. I wanted it's hilarious as the answer. That's all he had to say. <laughs> even if he was lying to a, even if he was lying to you, he should have just said it's hilarious. Yeah, even if he never put on the Avalanche uniform, he'd be a legend. <laughs> right? Like I would love for him just to get into one preseason game because do you know how much that jersey would sell for? <laughs> oh yeah, it'd be all over the rink. <laughs> oh. That would have been gold, but unfortunately not meant to be. Like the 69 story, wasn't what we wanted. Well, I'll tell you, in beer league, okay, guys, and just the, you know, the hockey culture is that there's two numbers that guys, if you wear them, you're that guy. Okay, the first one is 69. That's the, that's the guy who drinks, you know, an entire, um, you know, you know, he drinks an entire keg. He's the, yeah, he's got the, the keg on the bench with him. Got right. it. He's, you know, he's the stinky guy in the locker room. He's just, you know, he's just awful, but awesome at the same time. And then the other set, the other number that no one ever wears is 99, because then you're, uh, 
you're the you're the douche. You have to have white gloves and white skates and a tented visor and the whole nine yards. So to see a 69 at at, um, at rookie camp was a little jarring. I was like, wow, that guy must be that guy. But apparently, it's just I don't know. He was that guy who got assigned the greatest number yeah, that it could happen. He's that guy now. Yeah, he better be the party animal. <laughs> anyway, okay. I didn't mean to interrupt. That's no, no, no. Perfect. Yeah, 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 yeah. That's the stories we bring you on for. <laughs> <laughs> but like the '69 story, it wasn't what we wanted. It's one day at rookie camp. You don't want to bag on anyone too hard. It's a very short, compact little thing. But yeah. somebody's got to have a bad day. We can we can get into Josh Anderson if we want, but I think everyone knows where that story goes. South. Yep. Yeah. Honestly, just another day where he just didn't look good. Yeah. So. It's. Oh, hopefully he has a he has a better weekend uh, in the tournament. You know he'll bring a more physical presence. Last year, you know he tried to unhinge his jaw and eat Maxime Comtois when they played the <laughs> Ducks. Uh, they those two teams do not play each other this time around, thankfully. So uh, no no Anderson trying to fight the entire Ducks bench like it was last season. Although to be fair, he, he really wasn't trying to fight the bench. He was just trying to drag Comtois off of it. Because uh, that's the only place Comtois felt comfortable chirping at him from. Uh, he'd get on the ice and he wouldn't say anything, uh, and then and then he'd get over to the bench and he'd stand up and he'd be he was in Anderson's ear the whole time. So hopefully Anderson has a less confrontational experience this time around at the uh, rookie showcase. It's it's just tough for him because he will show better when he can get on the ice and play some real defense. Yeah. But when you can't even show the consistent standard basic puck skills and drills, man. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, he'll step up and put a charge into a guy. Yep. There's no Absolutely. doubt that's, that's he'll do that right. for sure. He'll there'll, there'll be a guy that's is not paying attention, has the head down, tries to cut across and, and he'll have that guy pegged, you know, for 50 feet. And he'll step right up into him and put him in put him into tomorrow. Uh, but that's really about it. Yeah, his puck skill in his hands are really just kind of torpedo torpedoing how he can develop. Because uh, I like his feet are fine. He's not the fastest guy, but he's pretty cerebral. I like you know how he reads a play. But my goodness, when he um, when he gets the the puck on his blade, and he needs to give it to somebody else. It's not um, it's not easy for him. Yeah, between slow decision making and inaccurate passing, and he really doesn't fire a puck that hard. Uh, it's right. none of it is to my to my eye. I it's not even AHL caliber when he has the puck. Oh, that's probably why he he did some time in the ECHL, didn't he? He played all year. Yeah, yeah. yeah. seven points in fifty five uh, ECHL games last year. I mean, the guy can't even produce offense in the uh, for for Utah. Yeah. So as far as, you know, guys that kind of stuck out that were negative, I was a little, I'm, I'm a big, um, I'm high on Ty Lewis. I want Ty Lewis to do really well. And I loved his shot. I loved how he played on that line, but man, when he passes the puck, he has a little Josh Anderson in his passing. He sends this knuckle puck that wants to bounce or, or a flip. And, um, and, and he's sending, um, he's sending grenades into feet and, 
he's a guy that doesn't do himself any favors offensively when he makes a first pass or a second pass like that because he's not given an opportunity for that player to uh, maintain speed or even give him the puck back so he has more scoring opportunities. Um, so I, I'm a little disappointed that his passing game is a little more refined. Um, he needs to put more spin on that puck, and he needs to, to be a better passer to make himself a better offensive player. Um, I love his shot. I love his speed. I love his approach, especially north-south, but I'm a little disappointed in, in just how he uh, manages the puck when he's when he's not shooting and he's not rushing down the wing. Well, that's the kind of thing that keeps you in the AHL. Right, exactly. And just to kind of put everything you said together, he's always been a player that thrives off of individual efforts creating for himself. He's not the setup man a lot of the time. Yeah, and it's not even just setting yourself up. I mean, even if you're making the first pass out of your, you know, just short of your own blue line into the neutral zone, you know, if you do it right, that gives that person, that that receiver of the puck an opportunity to to push the defense back. But if you send them a puck that fumbles, that gives the defense an opportunity to kind of stand up at the, their own blue line a little bit. And that hurts your own offensive game if you want the puck back. So it's hurting himself, not just the teammates that he's delivering the puck to. I guess right. that's what I'm trying to say. Uh, you know, I would say most of the forwards today at least had a moment or two. And I did sit on the opposite end of the ice of, of these two for most of the day. So maybe they saw something different than I did. But for me, Igor was just completely invisible today. Yeah, he was a guy uh, I honestly did not know was on the ice. Uh, yeah. Until we were in the locker room and Connor was shouting at him and kept saying, Igor, 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 and then threw his gear at him. <laughs> <laughs> I had no idea he was out there. I he was to, totally flew under the radar for me. Just did not did not notice him one single time out there. And when uh, Connor was shouting at him, when Timmons was shouting at him, and threw his gear over there, I was like, "Is he dressed? Like, is he even here? Like, what's going on here?" <laughs> and I turned around and he was in full gear, and I was like, "No way! That can't be a good thing." Right? Yeah, it's. I I didn't really notice him in drills. I did see him on the ice. I knew he was out there, and. He just kind of disappeared. Honestly, that whole line a little bit. That was the one with Bocage and and Burzan on the other side. Yeah. And Bocage had a couple of snipes at the end where it's like, okay, at least he showed up. Yeah. But the other two, man, I just really did not see anything that made you stop and look. Yeah. I mean, the line as a whole, honestly. Yeah. You have to be pretty let down by all of those performances. Um, you know, Burzan was a guy that he's coming off of a great year, um, you know, was very, very good for Brandon, ended up in the uh, World Jum- World Junior Summer Showcase, which yep. is a big honor for a guy from Canada to go to get to go there. Oh, yes, it is. You know, Put on the Canada jersey. Right. That's a big that's a big deal. That's a guy with some momentum uh, in his career. And then he shows up here and obviously it's one day you're not going to write him off and be like, bad pack but was disappointed, honestly, that entire line. Um, Bocage, like you said, flashed at, at the very, very end. Yeah. But that's what it was. It, it was right at the end. Well, you know, Bocage and Bruzan, they have a, a little bit of a built-in. There's a, I can understand them kind of waiting for the game to come to them, right? That's 
you know, it's the first time they're in this kind of situation. But for Igor, you know, th this is the age in the year, what's third rookie camp now? Or is it second? It's second, but third year in the org. Yeah. Right. So, I mean, when he goes to, and he's in game situations here at the rookie showcase, he is the kind of player or the kind of prospect you expect to not wait for the game to come to them, to, but to make an impact. He's one of the older guys there. He has uh, some pro experience. He should be jumping off the page amongst some real green players. Um, but if he fades into the background and is just some background noise and just waits for the puck to get to him, and it, that that's not a good sign for his development. And you would think on paper that line makes sense, right? Igor's a playmaker. You want him setting up someone like Bocage, and you have maybe a bit of an older, more experienced player in North America, at least in Burzan, who's a pretty smooth player that can kind of put things together. And it just did not seem like it was clicking at all. Yeah, and, you know, Shvirov is the kind of guy that you view as a puck distributor. That's what he does. And you put him on a on line with two guys, you know, one guy who can really skate and one guy who really can't. But two guys who can who can just bury pucks, where you feel like shooting is a big part of their profile. And it just, you know, it, one day of practice, of course, like you've got to keep all of that. All the normal caveats apply here. Don't make too much of this. But yeah, one day and of it's practice, training camp drill. it did not look good together. And, and presumably the lines they rolled out with today is at least loosely what they're planning to go with in the rookie tournament. They did have all of the camp invites in their own little group that they'll likely sprinkle in. But generally, that's kind of the rough outline they were likely to go with. And, and we'll see if they change that up. Yeah, and this is a good time also to just say that usually training camp, uh, development camp, training camp, all this stuff... Um, it doesn't tell you a whole lot. Even some of the preseason games really don't tell you a whole lot about some players because, you know, they're not showing everything they can do. But, and this is the, which I'm so jealous that you're going, AJ, is this rookie showcase, there are guys that are going to be balls to the wall. This is their time in front of their GM and the pro coaches and everybody to show themselves and they'll be going 100% and doing the very best that they can. And it's some of the very best pre-NHL regular season game hockey that, that you can see. Um, and it's, it's going to be um, the, the, the guys who are real players are going are gonna to show up in uh, this kind of tournament. Because those other kids over with Anaheim or San Jose or whoever, they are going to be going a million miles per hour, hundred percent balls to the wall. And um, it's going to get super, super competitive. It's just such great hockey. Right. Uh, you know, Ty Lewis got sent to the ECHL last year. You think he's going to come in stagnant to this thing? No. Every single player at these tournaments are fighting for a job, whether it's an ATO or someone looking to secure their spot in the AHL or someone pushing for an NHL spot. There's always something to gain in these situations. It's not, NHLers that know they have their spot locked down. Yeah, even Zadorov that one year where it's like, what are you doing in rookie the rookie showcase? Came in and just started blowing guys up. Yeah. 
so there's going to be some serious hitting. Timmons is going to be tested. It's going to be um, it's going to be super exciting. Yeah, remember Kamenev was in this last year. That's right. Yeah, and this year there's no obvious like NHL guy trying to uh, either either trying to get healthy or in Zadorov's case, he wanted to do it. And he wanted to use it as a tune-up for the start of the season, uh, which right. did not go his way. But I like. <laughs> the closest they have to that probably is Adam Werner, who, who's pro experienced, but he needs to get games in North America. So, right, right, and that's not NHL level either. That's he's got to be in the AHL. But does he really need the rookie camp side of things? Eh, he just needs games. Yeah, absolutely. All right. So other than Nolan Neen, the 69 legend himself, just off the top of your head without looking, can either of you name a camp invite? Yes. Or no, no, he's not. Uh, um, that defenseman, um, Sasha, he's an he's a AHL contract, yeah, though, isn't you got, he? You got his first name right. Yeah, I can, he's like, Sasha he's like Lacroix or something. Yep, Sasha Rock. Yeah, that guy. But he's a age. He's not a. He's not a. He's not a tryout guy, though. No, he's on a deal with the Eagles already. I think. Um, but yeah, that to be honest, none of the invites were really like wow. To yeah, me. I kept looking for Navarine Mutter because dope name. <laughs> that's not a real name. Yeah, that's absolutely like that's a witness protection name. Like whatever whatever <laughs> happened he saw early in life like he is now buried in canada <laughs> no way man him and bryce kindop mutter and kindop is like a buddy cop movie for sure <laughs> yeah or the world's worst law firm <laughs> mutter and kindop at law <laughs> oh that's good that's a good spot to end oh, it on a light one, note uh, one last note for today uh, one of our listeners is having a birthday tomorrow. Uh, it's August 6th when we're recording this, so he I don't know when he'll listen to it, but Todd... It's September 6th, but good Oh effort. yeah, my bad, <laughs> September 6th. Uh, Todd Joubert, he uh, he wanted a birthday shout-out, so... Well, happy there you bir- go, congratulations. Happy birthday happy to birthday, him yeah. tomorrow. Do you know happy how birthday, old he is? Todd. I don't, he did not tell me that part. He just said, yo, hook me up with a birthday shout-out, so... He's the ageless one. Yeah. He got well. He's he's one year older than he was last year when we gave it to him. So, fact, nailed it. <laughs> All right. Well, as always, thank you for listening. We always appreciate it. So happy to bring you some actual on ice content tomorrow. Actually, tonight AJ is flying out to bring you the rookie tournament tomorrow. He'll be talking to everybody. I'll have videos coming out. We'll have you guys totally covered on yep. this rookie tournament. Really looking forward to Bonus it. pods for the weekend. Yep. We'll have pods this weekend because there's something to cover. <laughs> Amazing. We're just excited. Yep. So on that note, Dario, thanks again for coming on, I guess. Shout outs to you. We always appreciate you as well. I guess even though it's Friday and the weekend is here, you will hear from us tomorrow.
In need of a top dog electrician? For over 35 years, Piper Electric has been the most fairly priced, dependable, and trustworthy electrical contract company in the Denver community. If you call 303-646-6765, they'll give you the BSN back-to-school hookup and save you 20% off your next service call. No job is too big or too small for Piper Electric. They work with the top professionalism and integrity in the biz, whether it's residential, commercial, or industrial work. Don't forget, you have to call 303-646-6765 to receive 20% off your next service call.